I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you ever feel like you're just going through the motions at the Mass? You show up at the liturgy, you know it's important, you know it's sacred, you want to give your best, but you find your mind wandering, and you find yourself standing up, sitting down, making the sign of the cross, and saying the right words, you know, and with your spirit, and thanks be to God— but you're not fully paying attention. You wonder if you're fully there. A whole mass might even go by and you leave wondering, what did I really give my best to Jesus in this liturgy? If you want to encounter Christ more, if you want to give more of yourself to Christ in the liturgy, I want to share with you one beautiful insight from the mass itself, a certain prayer in the mass that I know has inspired and challenged and encouraged me in my own participation in the liturgy. And it's a line that comes at the beginning of the second half of mass known as the Liturgy of the Eucharist. It's a prayer where the priest says, lift up your hearts. And I want to unpack what that means and practically how it can help us to lift up our hearts, not just at that moment, but throughout the Mass, to lift our hearts up to God. Now, years ago, I wrote a book called A Biblical Walk to the Mass. And it just walks through all the different prayers and rituals of the Mass. And I had been teaching on the Mass for a long time, but the book challenged me to do more research, to go a little bit deeper into the biblical roots, and and most especially to learn from the many saints and church fathers who had reflected on the liturgy a lot longer than I had been doing. And I'm so grateful for for them because they they opened up so many new insights for me, parts of the Mass I honestly didn't give that much thought to, like this line here, lift up your hearts. I, I, I always say, we lift up to the Lord, and I participate in it, but I never really gave that much thought to how beautiful that prayer is and how insightful it is for our participating in the Mass. So you ready? Here we go. I want to unpack that line and unpack how it can help us practically give our lives more to Christ, to lift our hearts to Him, to encounter Him more in the Mass. But let me give you the context. So this comes at the beginning of the second part of the liturgy known as the Liturgy of the Eucharist. Now the first part of this second part is the presentation of the gifts. When a representative from the congregation processes with gifts of bread and wine to the altar. Now here, you know, sometimes I think we as Catholics, when that happens, when we have these people going up and bringing the gifts of bread and wine, we kind of unplug a little bit. Do you ever do that? You know, you kind of feel like it's almost like it's a halftime, you know, we, we, you know, so it's like the halftime break. So this is the time to, you know, you don't have to pay attention as much. I think that's sometimes what we might be thinking because the first part of the Mass, you got the opening prayers, the Gloria, the readings, the homily, the creed, the petitions. And now all of a sudden, okay, we're, we got this little interlude here. It's intermission, we might feel. And yeah, we got some people walking up, bringing the gifts of bread and wine, but surely that's not that significant there, right? That's not that theologically important, spiritually important for my life. This is a time I can kind of check out and chill for a little bit. Well, that's not the case. That is not the case. This is not halftime. This is the beginning. This is the, the launching of the liturgy of the Eucharist. Did you know that in the early church, People didn't just choose, okay, well, pick this one family to go up and bring the gifts of bread and wine. You know, the whole community came out and they brought the gifts from their own farms, from their own workshops, from their own families to present as a small token of generosity, a self-giving to our God in the liturgy. People would come bringing bread that they made. They'd bring some wine that they made. They'd bring honey or wool or fruit or wax and flowers. This is why that line in liturgy says, the work of human hands. That's what this was all about. 
Think about what all that would be, the wool, the fruit, the honey, the wax, the wine, the bread. This, this represented hours and hours of their lives, of their attention, their care, their effort. And so the congregation coming in the early church to bring all of these as a gift, uh, in a sense, to God, it was like uh, an expression of their own giving of themselves. All of that they that they do in their trade, they pour their hearts out, their lives out into making the wool or into making the candles or into making the honey, whatever it might be. Uh, that, that by giving a small portion of that uh, in the liturgy, it was like a way of saying to God, God, I give you my very self. I'm giving you a part of myself here in the mass. Now, today, we don't all come in. Can you imagine if we all were bringing all our gifts, especially these large mega parishes? You know, that would be crazy. So we, we just have a representative bringing the gifts of bread and wine. But let's not forget that tradition. Think about even what bread symbolizes. You know, in the Bible, bread is very significant. For us in America, it's just kind of like a side dish. Oh, I'll take my pasta and give me some garlic bread on the side. Uh, no, no, bread was not a side dish in the ancient biblical world. Bread was the most basic type of food. In fact, there's a, a, an expression in the Old Testament uh, that, about bread. It's called the staff of bread. The staff of bread. Bread was like a staff that you lean on. It gives you support for life. And, and so people in the Old Testament would offer up bread as a sacrifice. In Exodus 29, verse 2, we read about these bread sacrifices people make. So to, to give a, a, away some bread for us, it's like, oh, I'm just giving away my little garlic bread. I've got enough pasta here. That's fine. You know, th th no, no, don't think of this as a side dish. Think of this as the most basic type of food, basic type of sustenance to part with bread would indeed entail an element of sacrifice there. I'm giving something up. I'm giving a part of myself to God. Same thing with wine. Wine was a very common part of meals in the ancient world. And people would offer up wine in sacrifice. You can read about that in Exodus 29 as well. So this is what this is representing. Picture the representatives of the congregation. They're processing from the back of the church going all the way up to the front. There's this physical movement and they're coming to go all the way up toward the altar, toward the priest as if they're moving up to God. And as they're offering up bread and wine, picture them there. It's a picture of them as almost like they're reaching up to heaven as they approach the altar uh, and offering God these gifts on behalf of the whole community there, gifts of bread and wine that symbolize the gifts of our very lives. So the whole context at the beginning of the liturgy of the Eucharist here in the presentation of the gifts is all about self-giving. The community wants to give a part of itself to its God, and that's symbolized through the, the, the few people that go up representing them with the gifts of bread and wine. Now, the priest then washes his hands. Why is he doing that? You know, I, I used to think, oh, maybe that's just for hygiene. You know, we're, we're good. We're good, healthy Catholics. <laughs> you know, this is just an ancient biblical practice where priests would wash hands before a very sacred endeavor. You know, when they would do this, they would often wash their hands before entering the tabernacle, the, the tent of meeting, that holy place where God's presence dwelt among the Israelites. God's glory, his, his visible manifestation of his presence in the form of a cloud came down and overshadowed the tabernacle. When the priests would come near there to offer sacrifice to worship, they would wash their hands. And that's what the priest is doing. When, he, when you see the priest wash hands, realize he's doing something profound. He's signaling to all of us. 
that he's about to enter God's holy presence. And we're right there with him in the mass. God's holy presence is about to come down on our altars in the liturgy of the Eucharist, just as the holy presence of God came down in the form of a cloud over the tabernacle in the Old Testament. So now the priest washes his hands to signal that God's holy presence is coming down again, but not in the form of a cloud. He's coming down in his real presence. Underneath the appearance of bread and wine, the bread and wine are going to be changed into his very body and blood. And so he washes his hands to signal to us the biblical signal that God's presence is here. We're approaching God's presence. Now, this is all the backdrop for that great prayer and that little dialogue where, uh, at the beginning of the preface for you, the Eucharistic prayer where the priest says, the Lord be with you. And you say, and with your spirit. And then he says, lift up your hearts. Let's talk about what this means to lift up your heart. Well, this, this, by the way, this language recalls imagery from the old Testament, like Lamentations chapter three, verse 41. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to heaven. That's the idea. We're, we're lifting up our hearts to God. Now, in the Bible, what is the heart? In the Bible, the heart is the center of all of our attentions, all of our, our cares, all of our thoughts, all of our actions. They flow from the heart. And so when the priest is saying, lift up your hearts, he's telling us to, to give God our best. And remember, that's the whole theme at the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer, self giving. So the priest is challenging us. All right, let's give God our hearts. We gave him our the bread and wine representing the gift of self. Now let's really give him our very self. We give him our hearts here in the mass. Now, it's interesting when you look back at some of the church fathers reflecting on this, many of them acknowledge that giving your full attention to God at the mass is hard. It's hard to pay attention for a whole hour or 90 minutes, however long the liturgy may be. And, and so I, I think the, the, the great leaders in the church, in the early church, had a great human understanding and empathy saying, you know, we're going to get a little distracted. It's hard to have full concentration. But when we come to this part of the Mass, when the priest says, lift up your hearts, here, it's as if he's summoning us now, he's saying, this is the time to give your best. If you wander a little bit here or there, but you know, in other parts, but right now, this is the moment you want to give your best to God. Lift up your hearts. Uh, I want to share with you a line from uh, St. Cyril of Jerusalem and what he said about this. He said, lift up your hearts, for in this sublime moment, the heart should be lifted up to God and not be allowed to descend to the earth and to earthly concerns. So, again, at this moment, I like to think of it as kind of like the priest is blowing a trumpet. It's a big trumpet blast. Dun, da, da, da. Lift up your hearts. This is the time to give your fullest attention right now because we're approaching the most sacred mysteries of the Mass. When the, the bread and wine are changed into the body and blood of Christ, Christ's sacrifice is made present to us so that this is the moment we unite our entire lives, all of our joys, works, sufferings, our entire lives, we unite with Christ at this moment. That's why the priest says, lift up your hearts. And St. Cyril here says that the heart should be lifted up to God and not allowed not be allowed to descend to earth and to earthly concerns. Too often in the liturgy, we allow ourselves to be thinking about earthly things. Our mind descends to earthly concerns like some project at work or, 
what the the score of the game is or uh, some project we're going to do when we're at home or something someone said to us earlier that day and we're, our mind is just wandering on all these other things. But this is not the time to do that. This is the time to really give our best, to really concentrate, to give our hearts to God. Cyril of Jerusalem goes on to say, With all possible emphasis, the sacrificing priest exhorts us in this hour to lay aside all the cares of life, all domestic worries, and direct our hearts to God in heaven. So we want our thoughts focused on God, to thank God for him, for his gift to us, his son, dying for us, giving us the Eucharist, and give our lives to him in this moment. This is not the time to be thinking about our parking lot exit strategies. <laughs> uh, you know, how are we going to get out of here as quick as possible? This is not the time to be uh, thinking about those coffee and donuts after mass. No, no, this is the time to really focus on Jesus. And here's the line that really got me. I remember when I first read this, it was about 10 years ago or so, I was just, oh, this really challenged me. He said this, let there be none among you who shall confess with his lips. We have lifted up our hearts and allowed his thoughts to remain with the cares of this life. Wow. Here I thought about how many times have I just gone through the motions in the mass in this very line where the priest says, lift up your hearts. And I said, we've lifted them up to the Lord. And I, I said with my lips that I lifted up my heart to God, but my heart just kept thinking about the football game, or my heart just kept thinking about those donuts after Mass, very earthly things. Uh, this prayer challenges us, invites us to focus our attention on God. Again, I want to be clear, the early church fathers recognized it's hard to pay attention and get for a whole mass the whole time. It's hard to do that. We're going to probably get distracted, many of us. And that's okay. The key is, are you trying? When your mind wanders, do you catch yourself and say, no, I'm going to try to give my best here. Uh, and then even if it's like I've gone through half of mass and my mind's been just wandering, I don't feel like I've been present, even in that moment, just tell yourself, say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Just talk to Jesus. I'm sorry I, didn't, I, I, I missed out on the first part of mass, but you know what, Jesus? I'm going to redirect right now. I only have the second part of Mass left, but I'm, I'm going to try to give you my best. But I think, especially at this part of the liturgy, when you hear the priest say, lift up your hearts, that's the moment. Think of it again like that trumpet blast. Dun, da, da, da. The priest is trying to wake you up. Jesus wants to wake you up so you can lift up your heart to him. And that's what we want to do <clears throat> to the one who gave his heart, his very sacred heart, to die for us. Well, my friends, thank you so much. I hope this is helpful. If you want to learn more, you can check out my book, A Biblical Walk to the Mass. I also want to mention if anyone is interested in pilgrimage, I am leading a Rome pilgrimage this May. Uh, in It's uh, at the end of May, so check it out on my website, edwardsree.com, on my pilgrimage page. You can contact me there. If you have any questions, you can download a brochure on my pilgrimage page as well. Uh, and if you have any questions about this topic on the Mass or anything else, you can always reach me on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter or Instagram or on my website edwardsree.com. Thanks so much and God bless.